Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50 percent of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I know I'm stoked to be here. I'm excited to be here today. We're having a different show, one that I do maybe about three to four times a year. We're going to be taking some questions And these are questions that I've kind of compiled over the course of time. As I've said on previous programs, I am absolutely so pleased and so gratified that you as listeners will go to our website, johnsonwim.com, and you will post questions there. Sometimes you'll make just comments. Sometimes you'll tell me what you like, what you don't like about the program. I appreciate all of it. Some of you have really just developed a relationship with me over the course of time. And I love your questions. I love the interaction. I encourage you go to the website. It's an amazing website. It's got all sorts of resources and valuable information to continue to educate you on how to have the retirement of your dreams. But I love the interaction. It's great. I love it when my staff give me questions. You know, usually we pick a topic and we focus on it today. We're going to focus on your questions. And I've compiled seven of them. So for those of you that are a little OCD, this is going to probably just kill you because it's not an even number four in the first half, four in the second half. So let's go ahead and let's get started. These, I think, are really relevant. They're very timely as to what's going on. And the first question is from our listener, Janelle. And Janelle asked a question. She said, Matthew, I'm worried about all of these bank failures. Do I need to be? Very short, very concise, right to the point. Well, Janelle, is it concerning when you see bank failures? And the answer is yes. But I cannot help to address this issue without first addressing what I think is an even bigger problem. And that is media. I don't care if it's social media. I don't care if it's media on the TV, media on the radio, all the talking heads, the individuals that are trying to share the gospel of news. The reality is, is that there is a lot of shock and awe factor that is built into the media. They're just trying to get your attention in many respects. And let me just give you a little bit of history. 
Now, I know that this is going to be laborious. So for those of you that don't have a way of writing this down, I'll give you the number in the end. But we're going to go back to the financial crisis of 2007, 8, and 9. Okay? And let's just pick 2008. Let's start there. And let's look at the number of bank failures that we have had since 2008. In 2008, we had 25 banks fail. In 2009, we had 140 banks fail. In 2010, we had 157 banks fail. In 2011, we had 92. In 2012, we had 51. In 2013, we had 24. In 2014, we had 18. In 2015, we had 8. In 2016, we had 5. In 2017, we had 8. In 2018, we had 0. In 2019, we had 4. In 2020, we had 4. In 2021, we had 0. 2022, we had 0. In 2023, we had 3. Now, tell me why these three bank failures are just the biggest news since sliced bread. When we can look at our history and we can see that since 2008, we have had 539 failures. 539 banks fail. And if you noticed, we had the pinnacle, we had the rise, the very azimuth of bank failures take place in 2010 with 157. And it seems like every single year we've had that number dwindle and get smaller and smaller and smaller. And yet we have three bank failures and all of a sudden the world is on fire and we're all going to die. So, Janelle, do you have to be worried about bank failures? Is it of concern? And the answer is yes. But is it something that we need to be freaking out about? And the answer is no. Again, I've addressed this issue in the past, and I believe that when you look at banks like SVB, their failure was because of gross negligence and gross mismanagement. So continue to keep plugging along, continue to work with your bank as long as you feel safe with them. Ask them to show you how safe they are. And most of the banks that we have in our small communities are going to be able to show you that they are indeed well-managed and that they are safe indeed. The next question comes from Marvin. Marvin states, it seems like we've been here before, but how do you feel about the debt ceiling debate and us defaulting on our debt? Well, Marvin, again, we have indeed been here. We've been here, done that, got that T-shirt. I just got interviewed on TD Ameritrade here about a week ago. And when I was being asked about the debt ceiling issues, I said, it's like watching a really sickening soap opera. You know, you've got a bunch of politicians that are using our debt ceiling and this debt ceiling issue as a political gambling chip. And I get it. I understand it. The Republicans are wanting greater conservatism. They're wanting greater monetary fiscal responsibility. I get that. I appreciate that. I think all Americans do. But the reality that you're holding our economy hostage and you're getting us closer to the precipice of debt, I think is sick and wrong. And I think that both sides of the aisle need to get together and remember what their job is, and that is to be responsible, making good decisions for their constituents that we would be and continue to be the number one country of the world. Now, to give you a little bit of context, just like we gave Janelle, since 1960, okay, since 1960, here it is, 2023, at 63 years, over the course of 63 years, Marvin, 
our debt ceiling has been increased 78 times. So we have increased our debt ceiling more times than we've had years to actually increase the debt ceiling. And it seems as though it is a soap opera. It's a big drama. They wait until the 11th hour, and then all of a sudden they pull out with some sort of an agreement that either one side is going to piss and moan about or the other side is going to claim victory. So am I worried about us defaulting? Absolutely not. Some of you out there may think, well, I live in Iraq and he's uninformed. No, I'm very informed, but I've watched this unfold too many times and I know that it's going to get passed. So the next question comes from Ted and Ted's kind of in the same vein. I'm sure, Ted, you have been watching all of this drama unfold and you asked a very vital question, which is, is gold something I should be putting my IRA into? I'm getting all sorts of solicitations. Well, congratulations, Ted. I'm glad that you're getting the solicitations. And is it something that I recommend putting an IRA into? And the answer is 100% no. Absolutely not. Cross my heart and hope to die. I believe it's one of the single biggest mistakes that a person can make. Taking pre-tax qualified money, such as IRA money, 401k money, 403b money, 457 money, SEP IRA money, traditional IRA money, and putting it into a gold IRA. Is it because I'm against gold? No, it is not. I am against all of the fees that you were charged, the custodian fees. I am very concerned about what's going to happen to Americans that have put their money into gold IRAs. And then they come to the point in which the gold market is down because remember, it is a commodity and it doesn't always go up. And they have reached the point of being required minimum distribution age and they need to take out money. So it is no different than owning, say, mutual funds or stocks or index funds. It is a instrument. It is an asset that you own. It can go down in value. And it is not going to be producing dividends. It is not going to be producing interest. And so what this means inherently is that you're going to end up at some point in the future having to sell and liquidate. And you may have a good fighting chance that it may be up in value. But remember, RMDs are not just every once in a while. Required minimum distributions are every single year. And that means that as you age, you're going to have to take an RMD. But as you age, that RMD factor increases. That means it gets bigger. And that means that if you're still not in anything diversified, you're still in gold. You may be selling at a loss. You may be selling at a bad loss because those RMDs are going to get continually bigger. And the fees that you're being charged from those various different custodians are going to be potentially adding insult upon injury. So if I'm going to be discussing precious metals, I encourage my clients, yes, it's okay to have some. No, it is not okay to put all of your money into it. If you're going to own it, own it physically and put it in the gun safe because it's going to turn into one of two things. Either A, it's going to be a really cool thing that you can say that you have. Or number two, it's going to be a legacy to your spouse and to your kids and to your grandkids. Because by and large, physical gold is very impractical. You're not going to be going into Fairway or Hy-Vee and trying to buy groceries with a golden coin. You're not going to be trying to bite it off and, and give it in exchange for that. It's very impractical in that sense. And if you're thinking about 
the potentiality of the end of the world as we know it, and we're going to be going back to a barter system. Well, I'm going to guarantee you, just as Dave Ramsey said here just a month ago or so, you're going to get a lot more bread with bullets than you are with precious metals. So I don't say that to be vulgar or to be shocking, but I say it to be the truth, because we have seen in other parts of the country where the monetary system absolutely gets imploded. And guess what? It becomes absolute mayhem. And you can read all of the romanticized ideas of other people. Yes, I'm not saying that gold's not going to be there. Gold's not going to be a part of society because it will be. But I do not believe that that's going to be saving you and practically feeding you and feeding your family. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. Well, look at that. We're already up to one half of the program. It's already gone. I've got essentially, let's see. Yep, I've got four more questions to get through. So sit tight. We'll be right back addressing your questions specifically that mean the most to you. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Remember the good old days when you could earn 5% on a bank CD? What if you could earn similar rates on interest and dividends to those CD rates? It's possible. And the income specialists at the Retirement Income Source can help you. We're a network of experienced financial advisors operating independently owned firms under the umbrella of the Retirement Income Source. This makes it simple and easy for you to find a retirement income specialist in your local area. Our advisors have helped hardworking Americans across the country invest and save for their retirement. Matthew Johnson is your local income specialist. He's the president of Johnson Wealth and Income Management with over 30 years experience in the financial services industry. And he's helped thousands of clients better understand the inside game of financial investing. If you're interested in learning more about Matthew Johnson, his business, and how he can help you with your retirement strategy, call 866-290-3837. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. If you're preparing to retire in the next 10 years, this message is for you. You know, one of the biggest sources of income may be how you claim your Social Security. That's right, how you claim your benefits. Do you know your full retirement age? Do you know how much of your benefits may be taxed? Do you understand how to claim on an ex-spouse or that you even could? For your free, no-obligation Social Security information kit, call 866-290-3837. You could spend hours and hours searching around online only to find some generic calculators that may not factor in inflation, tax implications, your marital status, and hundreds of other variables. And if you call or stop into the Social Security office, they, by law, cannot advise you on which claiming strategy is best for you. 
For your free, no obligation Social Security Information Kit, call 866-290-3837 or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Time now for more of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, Welcome back to the program. We are taking the time today to go through some financial, political, economic questions. Your questions, questions that you as my listeners have posed to our website, posted to our website. If you've never been to the website, I encourage you to go johnsonwim.com. WIM stands for wealthincomemanagement.com and go to that website. I encourage you to go there anyway. There is just a tremendous amount of valuable resource. There is our weekly YouTube videos. There is my radio show that you're listening to right now, but you get to hear past episodes of it. You get to read white papers. There is some valuable, valuable information on the website, and I encourage you to do it. Get educated to the best of your ability so that you can have the retirement of your dream. So we've already covered Janelle's question about bank failures. We've already covered Marvin's questions about the debt ceiling debate and default on U.S. debt. We've already covered Ted, and he was thinking about putting money into gold IRAs, getting a lot of solicitations. We talked about gold. Well, gosh, I mean, we should be done, right? Oh, not even close. We got four more questions that I can squeeze in to the second half. So what's question number four? Question number four is from Howard. And Howard says, I'm wondering when we will be seeing interest rate cuts. Well, Howard, great question. I don't know what's causing the question, but I will suggest to you that a lot of people are kind of sitting on the sidelines. They're kind of holding on to their cash if they're wanting to purchase a business or a piece of real estate. Guess what? Corporations are doing the exact same thing. That's the reason why we see the economy contracting. And the reality is, is that we have been through the ringer, haven't we? The Federal Reserve has raised interest rates so many times our head spins. And now we are getting ready to go into June. And guess what the big debate is? The big debate is whether or not the feds are going to raise interest rates in June or if the feds are going to go ahead and halt interest rates. And so we need to be prepared for the fact that we are not going to see any rate cuts in 2023, Howard. My personal feeling is we got to understand first and foremost why we're going through this. We knew in 2020 when you shut the world down, you send everybody home and the economy comes to a screeching halt, that the way you get the economy back up and running, you get that car moving is by lowering interest rates. But guess what you do? The negative implication of lowering interest rates, creating greater money supply is that you get the economy moving, but you create inflation. And before you know it, now you're paying $8 for a pound of bacon. And so that's why they're raising the interest rates. They're trying to reduce the amount of monetary liquidity in our market. They're trying to raise interest rates to make it more painful to borrow money. Corporations are cutting back on borrowing money. Americans are cutting back on borrowing money. And as a result, 
That then finally brings things into equilibrium and inflation kind of begins to get into check. Now, we have finally crossed the median of 5%. Now we're in the fours and that's good, but the goal is two. And I believe we're going to continue to see our economy contract. We're going to continue to see very muted growth on the stock market, primarily because stock market growth is driven by profitability by corporations, the companies that we invest in. And so as a result, what we need to understand is that the feds can't go from raising rates to cutting rates. They will throw the economy into a tailspin if they do that. And so what they're likely to do is halt. And they're going to probably halt until the end of the year is my hunch. And then in the first quarter of 2024, depending upon, you know, what kind of quantitative data we're getting back about the economy, that's when I believe we're going to start seeing interest rate cuts. Now, that's something that some of you may not be able to hold off that long. You may need to build right now. You may need to borrow right now. But this is where we need to be very mindful This would be the time in which having potentially, and I'm just saying potentially in air quotes here, an adjustable rate loan. We know what it's like when rates go up through adjustment, but if interest rates go down, maybe we will be able to see some relief there. But if it's me, I would sit tight. I would hold on and wait for those interest rates to get cut, but I believe it's going to be in the beginning part of 2024. Next question is from Beth. This is a good one, Beth. I appreciate your honesty on this. Beth says, I have never had an advisor, only my 401k, but will be retiring at the end of this year. How do I go about creating income from what I've saved? Well, great question, Beth. And this one, I do want to take some time on because it's so important and it's where so many people are at. So the first thing that we need to really keep in mind is that The 401k is a wonderful tool. It's a growth-based tool. It's something that's allowed you to dollar cost average, but it is rare in life that the thing that got you to retirement is going to get you through retirement. And what I mean by that is that 401ks are not built for withdrawals. Um, If they were, everybody would keep them, but nobody keeps them, at least people that know don't keep them. And the reason being is because there's mandatory 20% withholding on withdrawals. That's something that you may not actually need to be withholding for taxes. When you retire, you may drop into the 12% bracket. So who wants to pay 20 when you can just as easily pay 12 by rolling the money into an IRA? Number two, rolling uh, 401ks into IRAs are totally tax-free. So it doesn't hurt you. It's a tax-free move from a 401k or a 403b to an IRA. And once you're in that IRA, it allows you, Beth, the ability of being able to invest more appropriately. And the reason I say that is this. I've talked about this in the past. We have to keep in mind something called sequence of return. If you're retiring when the economy is just in the trough, it's in the toilet, it is terribly down, and then you retire, and as you retire, the economy and the market gets stronger, that's a great thing. But what if you retire, and maybe you're not at the very peak, but you're pretty high up there, and the economy is going pretty well, and the market's doing okay, and then you retire, and all of a sudden, things really go south quickly. Well, you're going to have two totally different outcomes. And so the thing we need to remember is that you have been investing in that 401k for appreciation. You've been investing it for growth. Once you get to retirement, now you need to be investing it for income. And that means you need to be using a different set of tools. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to give up stocks, 
but you want to be investing specifically in individual stocks. You want to be investing in things that are more contractual, like individual bonds, preferreds. There is a number, a universe of tools that you can use that will get you 4%, 5%, 6%, even today, 7% on your money with relative safety every single year. And this way, what you get to do, Beth, is you get to preserve your principal. Your principal remains intact. And every single year, it's producing income. Now, as far as hiring an advisor, this is where I encourage you to interview not just one advisor, but multiple advisors and make certain, yes, I am jaded. I would really try to encourage you to look and interview fiduciaries or individuals that say that they're fiduciaries and then make them prove it. Make them show you their licensure, their CRD number. Look them up on brokercheck.com to verify that they are who they say they are. And look at their skill set. Is their skill set mutual funds? If it is, they're growth-based. If they can sit down and show you a portfolio where they're making their clients five, five and a half, six, six and a half percent every year in income, that's the kind of advisor that you're looking for. Next question is Janine. Janine says, I've been seeing better interest rates with CDs and I'm contemplating rolling my entire retirement into them because they have no risk. Is that a good idea? Well, that's a loaded question, Janine. And the answer to that is, I see why you're wanting to do it, but I think that CDs would not be the instrument of choice. So, of course, you're looking at the CDs because of two things. You're looking at the CD because you know that the interest rate is better than it's been in quite a long time. That's primarily because the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates. And number two, they have no risk. And I would even add to that they have no cost. Okay, so they have no fee, no commissions, blah, blah, blah. But here's the question to be asking. What is the interest rate on the CDs, Janine, going to do when the feds begin dropping interest rates? And as I discuss this with the question from Howard, when are we going to be seeing interest rates cut? Well, Janine, I'm afraid that we're going to be seeing that happen within, say, the next seven months or after. And so as a result, you got to think about how long you're going to be retired. Your principal needs to be safe. Yes. Does it need to be safe in its entirety? And I would probably argue no, as long as your money was actually producing income for you. So you see, if you are looking at all the various tools outside of CDs that can provide you relative safety, but they can provide you an equivalent rate of interest on your money or dividends on your money. But for a much longer period of time, that's going to be ideal. If you buy a 13 month CD today, yeah, you might be able to get four and a half percent, but it's probably going to be renewing in 13 months at maybe 2%. And you're going to be retired for a lot longer than that. Very quick. Last question is, Jack, I have a small pension. What option should I take? I'm married. Well, Jack, this is where you need to sit down and look at all of your options. Obviously, if you're married, you probably don't want to take life only because that's going to end as soon as you do. So if you take it today, life only, you're going to get a big check, the biggest check, in fact. But if you die 30 days later, it's going to die with you. So you want to look at survivorship options. Generally, pensions are going to be 25%, 50%, 75%, or 100% survivorship. So if you die, your spouse gets to carry on whatever percentage you choose. You're going to take a bit of a haircut for that. 
but it's going to be a survivorship option for her. And then last but not least, you need to consider your choices of maybe doing a lump sum if that option even exists. This way you can make the money yours today. You can invest it for income and still get income like a pension. But if you need access to the principal, unlike a pension where you cannot take additional withdrawals, if you roll it into an IRA, you have that capability. And that's a nice thing that you can pass on to your spouse. But even your family, once you die, so something to consider there. Well, that was a full load of questions. I so appreciate. I had fun with today's questions. Hopefully you learned a little something. Now, if you've got a burning question, I encourage you go to our website, johnsonwim.com, as in wealthincomemanagement.com, where you will be able to email us whatever questions that you have. I try to, from time to time, pick out a question and throw it into a radio show if I think that it fits with the discussion and the topic of the day. But certainly, if you send us a question and it's something that I know that I can explicitly answer for you and I can help give you a little bit of guidance, I'm willing to do that. So go ahead, go to our website, johnsonwim.com, and you'll be able to see previous radio shows. You'll be able to see TV interviews as well as our weekly YouTube videos that I record each week. And you'll be able to reach out to us personally. Believe it or not, we are human beings and we do look at our email. It is something that is a part of our daily life. And remember, I'm Matthew Johnson. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.